if they didn't do the fucking, they want to eat the the babies. Oh right, yeah. So he's like sitting outside her door, like, "Bitch, come out!" Same with Italians. <laughs> yeah, it's like an Italian trailer park. We went down the rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains, we fought in streams. We went west. We trapped, we mined, we carved our names with guns and axes. We sought our fame. Our destiny. And the USA. USA. Uh, welcome back to How the West is Fucked. Nothing. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, the West was fucked. I'm gonna write a Paul Country song. God he damn it, I wanted to actually, see Oily. He is actually still working somewhat. Maybe uh, maybe I'll grab him in a second when we take a break or something. He doesn't All have right. any headphones, and he doesn't have a camera on his computer. I told him we could invite him to the Skype, and he could just listen, but he's like, eh. So, okay. <laughs> I wanted a live studio audience, man. Right. Captive. But, uh, okay. So well, uh, today's going to yeah, be a little bit different. A little different. I'm not going to ask Tony what he knows about anything other than what do you know about Comanche? Come on. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> so we did an episode a while back uh, about a mountain man named Joe Meek. Bo was trying to find a picture for me to send to the chat, and he found a fucking uh, atrocious uh, like photo of a, a book cover called yeah. Comanche Come On. Which actually, uh, in the with the magic of post production, you should throw in a like flashback scene to when we found that. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. What the absolute fuck, lusty, rough, and randy. Order me three today. Send that shit on over, please. A rock hard, brawling bear of a man. Holy fuck. Oh, and it even has Kit Carson in it. I wonder if they do like a three-way or something. Wow. Oh, this my God. called Eiffel Tower. Try to find some supplementary information, and you find smut. That's what the internet's good for. Yep. Thank you, computer. Thanks, Al Gore. <laughs> yep. Uh, actually, Will, you got the book in front of you, right? Mm-hmm. Can you read the back of it? Lusty, rough, and randy, as big and bold as the mountains that bred him. He's Mountain Jack Pike. <laughs> Should I continue? <laughs> Go, do it all. It's so great. <laughs> a rock-hard, brawling bear of a man, Jack Pike is the best bang-up beaver trapper in the Rockies. One of the last in the rapidly vanishing breed of hard-loving, upstanding young mountain men. And they should really spell mountain men, mountain men, I-N-G, but... yeah. Yeah. Because these mountain men fuck. That's what we'll <laughs> talk about. Get that beaver. Yep. Slaughtering beefs. <laughs> all day all But on. so yeah, we decided that this couldn't be just a thing that we passingly talked about. So uh Tony went out and got us each copy of that. We decided that this romance filled romp through the old <laughs> west would be a great uh great thing to do as a little fun thing for around Valentine's Day. Because it's, I wouldn't call it exactly romantic, really. 
but there's a lot of fucking. Yeah, it is. Kind of. <laughs> it's romantic if you're like a 14 year old or something. Yeah, there's a G string. Rape is romantic. It is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a bit of that, and there's a G string, but it's worn by a <laughs> not what you like think. A, yeah. yeah. We'll get to that. But so uh, if you have uh, kids uh, listening in the car, you know, turn it up. So they can hear. Yeah, yeah. If you have kids pro- listening in the car, like, what the fuck are you doing? You've already heard the show before. Yeah, uh, this the title. In some of ways, will, warn you. In some ways, this will maybe be cleaner than some of our other shows. I don't know. I, oh, I yeah. can assure you, there will be less violence. Mm. There will be less <laughs> like that. But uh, I don't. I don't really know how quite we're going to do this. We kind of say we're going to do it kind of like a book report, but it's not like we planned it out super great. I, I have. I have prepared like seventeen pages. Uh, in, in New Times Roman. Fucking A. Not Comic Ooh. Sans. So I am going to, uh, I, I guess I'm just going to start reading and you guys chip in okay. whenever you feel the need. Well, uh, and then and then Will, I think, has at least the book in front of him. And yep. then I, lo- I loaned my copy to Edie. Yeah. And so I got to go off memory, but that's fine because if that's one thing this book did is it burned itself into my memory pretty good. <laughs> so. Oh, God. All right, uh, synopsis of Comanche, come on. Uh, we were introduced to a mountain man by the name of Jack Pike, our hero. Uh, our hero, Jack Pike, wins a fist fight, meets Kit Carson, goes buffalo hunting, finds a stranded Indian maiden, gets attacked by Comanche Braves, and then fights back against the Comanche Braves and gets laid along the way. Mm-hmm. There we go. That's a pretty apt synopsis. So starting off, the first thing you said is our, our hero, Jack Pike, the first thing we do see him doing is getting into a fight with a guy, right? Yep. Uh, the the, uh, the prologue is fucking two chapters long. Yep. Um, and a chapter impressive. is a page and a half of a very small book, so it takes <laughs> yeah, a whole day to read if you're really slow. Yeah. Yeah, in a lot of cases, yeah, a whole chapter will be like whenever the Comanches are having their... Oh, they get like, a half zo- a page. Their Zoom meeting or whatever, they yeah, uh, yeah they're pretty. The brev- brevity is part of the Comanche way, apparently. It's impressive. Uh, so uh, but, we got. Oh yeah, go for it. Well, I'm just saying. Uh, so it, it seems that uh, these mountain men are. I don't. It's not meant to be a, a rendezvous. They're in kind of the trading town. Yeah. And and so for sport, we're gonna we're gonna do some blood sport action. Yeah. So right. Uh, the, uh, Jack Pike, our protagonist, uh, he's got his sidekick, or basically his fixer's name is uh, Skins McConnell, which is like mm-hmm. a headline I'd like to see at some point, like Honey Badger Skin- Skins McConnell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, Hannibal Lecter Skins McConnell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's like a whole wager wagered fight in the prologue where Pike is pitted against a giant that towers, quote-unquote, head and shoulders over everyone else in the settlement. Big uh, Bubba. Yeah, Big yeah. Bubba. Because uh, that's a... That's a really, I mean, he dug really deep for a new and interesting name for a, a <laughs> okay. giant man. I'm surprised um, he didn't go with Tiny. And, uh, and, and also, also, it's it, it, I'm sure you're about to get to it, but yeah, uh, 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 you know, what? like whenever you have a giant guy in a movie or whatever, of course, he's going to have like huge amounts of intellect. He's going to have like a couple college degrees <laughs> under his yep. belt. Yeah. Uh, so he's basically a, a big, dumb fucking muscle man. And then uh, there's a during the fight, there's a small man giving the big guy orders. So Pike decides to knock the little guy out, and uh, it th- and then he ends up throwing the big guy in the water. So basically, How what we have that? going on is kind of a master blaster scenario. Exactly. Master blaster Louder. Except for instead of him carrying around the dude on his back. He's kind of on the, you know, because it's just a circle of mountain men, like, watching the fight. Yeah. And this guy's like, hit him in the nuts. Kick yeah. him in the knee. And so, like, Pike kind of pretends like he's trying to hit the big guy, and 
just does he break his nose or his jaw or some shit? Yeah, he he fucking yeah he ends up swinging at the big guy. Big guy moves out of the way, and then he ends up rocking the guy and break breaking his fucking jaw. Yeah, kind of accidentally on purpose. Yeah, but then, with, yeah, with the brains out, he ends up being able to fucking like jump kick the fucking big dude in the water or whatever the fuck he does. Right, and then of course you know another trope: big guy's not comfortable in the water, so he kind of like saves, his, li- saves him, his life, but saves him. And then what happens after they come out of the water, Tony? Oh, the uh, the the line that I have written here is "Bo with the towel." Tell us about the towel. Oh yes. So uh, one thing we know from if you guys are listeners to this sh- uh, show often, one thing we know that mountain men would never leave home without is a nice fluffy towel. Yeah, they all read fucking uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So so yeah, fuck. So yeah, uh, the the fight happens and the fixer uh, skins McConnell. Like comes and drives his buddy off with a towel in what is what is somewhat a tender, possibly homoerotic moment uh, between two mountain men that somehow went to Bed Bath and Beyond before they <laughs> made it out to. I think they got the Jack, Kmart Jackson Martha Stewart fucking the Martha Stewart towels from Kmart. <laughs> right. So yeah, he drives them off with a big fluffy towel, and then they distribute their winnings. And di- doesn't Skin say he like he bet against him or was going to bet it's he was going to bet against him yeah it's one of those things where skins is kind of a dick but you know he's in a good yeah but they're, they're good way. dudes you end up winning yeah they go back to the fucking the the bar or the bar tent is what it's called because it's just yes. a shitty settlement the, well the it's bar. established that everything in this is, in this place is a tent is other a tent. than the store yes the store is not and Correct. we'll get to the store later all right, so uh, that's that's the prologue. The first actual line in the book uh, is spoken by our man, Kit Carson. Yeah, drag his name through the mud a little bit. <laughs> Not like it's the first time. After the fight, Jack Pike and Skins meet in the bar uh, in the bar tent of the settlement for a post-game wrap-up. Uh, Kit Carson shows up with a posse and invites our boys on a hunting expedition to Comanche territory. Kit Carson is accompanied by a crew of Delaware Indians. Because the Delaware were known... You know, <laughs> to frequent the plains, nowhere near Delaware. Don't think so. Or imagine being able to be magically whisked away to Delaware. Hi, I'm in Delaware. Well, and then uh, is is this the part where he kind of describes why the Delaware are the ones yeah, you want to have? I actually have a quote from the book here. Uh, oh, the Delaware, the, the Delaware Indians in mass uh, had patterned themselves after the white man, taking up his weaponry and his way of life. Uh, they differed from the whites only in their blood and their speech. Anytime a white man needed a guide, he would usually turn to a Delaware. They combined the best parts of both men, red and the white. Yeah. Yeehaw. This is a little ca- casual racism, except for it's, you know, I don't know, like, uh, supportive racism, I yeah, guess. Yeah, he's like, hey, I'm, I'm fucking woke. But oh. yeah, the, Del- the Delaware's, like... Uh, yeah, I'm calling bullshit on the fact they would be Delawares. Yeah. Put it that way. Yes. All right, next we've got um, uh, Pike is bathing in a nearby body of water when a girl named Angelique comes and sits next to his pile of clothes on the shore and refuses to leave. So he's swimming around naked as fuck, which is unrealistic. Uh, uh, then she decides to get in with him. Um, I've got a quote for the book. She smiled, stood up, and peeled off her dress. Her breasts were round, pale globes with pink nipples. They were firm as they were <laughs> they were firm as were her thighs and buttocks. If she wasn't careful, she would grow plump and then fat. But at that moment, she was every man's dream of what a woman should be. And that's a great thing you always 
love when an author tells you that he knows what every man wants. <laughs> yeah. Just like that's going to make the assumption that he also, by extension, is going to know what every woman wants. Yep. So by extension, whatever he does towards a woman can't be fucked up. Yeah, never. Like, she was asking for it. You see the way she was dressed? Yeah. Yeah. I, that th- This book smells very heavily of that kind of shit. Oh, like, yes. As we kind of figured it would. But Yeah. So basically, um, yeah, she sounds kind of cartoonishly endowed. Yes. You know? Absolutely. Jessica Rabbit. Yep. Jessica Rabbit. Uh, yeah. So they fuck in the water for a little bit. Um, water sex can be dangerous, so don't try it. We don't, yes. we don't, uh, we don't okay that kind of kind of shit on this podcast. Especially not in, like, the fucking Missouri River right next to, like, yeah. a fucking trapper camp. You know how much, like, <laughs> oh, beaver processing and poop? And I was going to say, like, how much fucking just, feces is in that fucking water? It's, <laughs> it's like a still like, body of water. It's like goddamn UTI smorgasbord up there. They're both getting UTIs <laughs> at, at minimum. At minimum. Uh, meanwhile, Mr. McConnell was getting some, too. Gina, <clears throat> Gina worked at the trading post and was a hot brunette. Uh, quote from the book, Gina moaned and cried out with every stab of McConnell's cock, and McConnell groaned as he drove both of them toward orgasm. Wee oui, wee, oui, she urged him on in French. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Both the girls are French, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I thought Gina was. I, I, I wasn't sure that Angelique was. They're both, because they're both from, they, they, he talks about it later on. Well, I, I, it struck me as weird, because I, I thought Angelique wasn't, but her name is, and then mm-hmm. Gina, in my opinion, is not a very French name. I yeah. might be wrong there, but yeah, whatever. I think it's Maybe. pronounced Gina. Gina, yeah. yeah. Or Gina. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> so there's another... Okay, then there's another bartend scene where the uh, oh no, you didn't did you did, you you didn't tell us about Gina's nipples. Did I do that one already? I don't you know, didn't. Were they turgid? They were turgid, and they were the biggest nipples he had ever seen. I can't believe <laughs> I fucking missed that. And they, they like lady? scratched on his chest like fucking rocks or some shit. I, I don't have the book in front of me, but um, the takeaway was like, holy shit, this woman has the smallest breast ever, but the, and the largest nipples. giant nipples, yeah. and I can't remember what they described them as. That's right. I can't believe I fucking left that to, part But it was like, okay. It was something like, like there was that similar. That might be like, later on in the book, though. I think because they it might have been. It yeah. might be later on. I can't believe I would forget that part. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> that's an important Okay, so I want uh, Skin- all my nipples to be turgid. Turgid. Yes. Uh, so Skins McConnell gets laid. Um, Girls are French. Uh, okay, so there's another bar tent scene uh, where the giant is buying drinks for Pike out of respect, even though he got beat up. Uh, meanwhile, the big guy's handler, or Brains, is pissed because uh, Pike got one over on him. The Brains guy is named Comfort, and now Comfort is out for revenge. Uh, Jack Pike goes to Angelique's tent. Quote from the book. Pike lifted the flap on the tent and entered. There was a single candle lit, and Angelique was standing in the corner naked. Her big round breasts were covered with goose flesh, and her nipples were already hard. She was rubbing her hands along her smooth, fleshy thighs. I thought I'd save us some time since we were going to spend the night saying goodbye. Oh yeah, and Angelique's tent is apparently the largest tent in the settlement, with a giant four-poster bed. As far as I can figure, it's also attached to because she, she runs the general store, runs, and the general store is the only wood structure. Right. I'm picturing it's just a fucking tent, like right out back in the general store. I guess my question is, if you're building the wood general store, just sleep in the fucking sleep in the fucking store. Yeah. Yeah. Close, close the shop and you know get laid in the back room. But it's, it's, imagine this, two single ladies in a frontier settlement. Do you, oh, how dude. do you think that would work? Well, as we're gonna find <laughs> out, like uh, at least Angelique has an insurance policy. 
Mm-hmm. But, you know, one would think that she would take to, like, locking herself behind her door and in, not yeah, a in tent a, behind in a it. solid building instead of a fucking tent that anybody can just slice a knife through. But she's got a, she's as we'll see, she's got a pretty good uh, deterrence <laughs> item. Okay, back to uh, the quote from the book. She kissed his neck, his chin, and then his mouth, pushing her tongue past his lips. She lifted her hips so that his the head of his cock was poking at her more moist portal, and then she made a quick motion and engulfed him. Uh, mm. Yes. So they wow. fuck for a little bit, and then Mr. Comfort shows up with a few dudes. They threaten to rape Angelique, and Pike fucks them all up. And uh, that that's the scene you're talking about where I think Angelique like lifts her blanket a little bit, and she like had a gun under there the whole time. Oh no no no! Because uh, they when they come back, she actually like. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the the next morning, Pike and McConnell take off uh, with Kit Carson to poach oh, in territory. A handful of Delaware natives and the mountain name mountain man named Joe Stack. Yeah. Okay. Hey, so Tony, uh, that's you right. Did, that's you right. Did? He he comes back. Uh, fucking uh, comfort. Gets his gets his ass kicked there, and then he comes back later that night. Yeah, and then and then uh, Angelique fucking smokes one of his dudes. That's right. She, yeah, yeah, she yeah. pulls a full on like fucking pirate musket out from underneath her pillow that they've been fucking on. Yeah, that's right. All night and just fucking shoots a guy. I think in the head, in the eye, or some shit. Yeah, she she gets him right in the face. I mean, they just keep on kind of coming for this guy, and then. Uh, Pike does something to comfort too. He like grabs his broken nose. Or, he, like, or he, I think he like, oh fuck, yeah, he like he, uh, fuck, he fucks him up pretty good and yeah. like makes sure he knows not to fuck not, with Mountain Man Jack Pike. Well, at least totally. they 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 let him uh, you know orgasm together. Oh, that's what, okay. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Here I remember now. <laughs> they, here, they here's wait. the here's yeah. the turn of here's the turn of events. Okay, so Mountain Man Jack Pike was going to Skins McConnell's fucking shit. To tell him, hey, we should go out with Kate Carson because he's dope. And, you know, we'll go hunt buffalo instead of beaver down in the Comanche lands. But he could hear that uh, Skins and Nina or whatever the fuck her name was were banging with her with her itty-bitty titties. Oh, yeah. And then he, sta- <laughs> and he stands And those guys approach him and they pull knives on him. Yeah. And he fucks them up or whatever. And then they come back and when him and Angelique are fucking and then Angelique fucking... Turns a guy's head into a canoe. Yeah, yeah. And then the rest of the encampment comes and cleans up the body and really doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, and Jack th- Pike hits uh, Comfort back in the jaw again, so he's all... all it, like, he's got a broken jaw and he crying. gets hit again, yeah. Yeah. So he gets his comeuppance. So, yeah, come now they're going to they're gonna escape the bounds of civilization with uh, famous mountain man uh, Kit Carson and uh, his buddy... Joe, Joe Stack. Stack. Yeah, I this this is the point where I started writing this sober because I I did up until here I was fucking shit faced writing from the book and then the <laughs> next day I I like spent the whole day writing the rest of it so it should be half decent from here on out. You're too busy pawing at your genitals like I know I can, I had to go, go take jack off breaks like every fucking twenty minutes. Uh, uh, okay, quote from the book. With Joe Stack along, they felt even more certain they'd be able to find water when they when they needed it. <clears throat> it would have struck anyone watching them as odd that the Delaware were dressed like white men in buckskins, while Joe Stack, a white man, was wearing only a g-string. Pike had spent many hours in the saddle over the years, but he couldn't imagine riding <clears throat> with his bare buttocks slapping the saddle the way Joe Stack was. Yep. So <laughs> g-string. Yes, the well, the well-known uh, traditional Native American garb of the Comanche was. <laughs> 
as we as we all know is the fucking G string. Uh huh. Which well, I think they all dressed not. like Baywatch, didn't they? I, I well apparently so, and I you know I. I know it says G-string, but I always just picture uh, Stack when it gets cold. He just kind of pulls it up like Borat. <laughs> you know, like when he's got the little banana hammock. Yeah. yeah. Naughty, naughty. But so, yeah, whenever I picture Joe Stack, you know, they don't really describe him other than the G-string either. So I just kind of picture like just, just always, some always old white guy. Like yep. And just uh, like I always picture as a fucking hooker red g-string for sure oh dude immediately in my head that's all i could imagine it's a fucking just trotting along and for some reason i picture the delawares like they're almost wearing like marching band uniforms or something <laughs> like you know like epaulets and i don't know why probably because they get treated kind of like manservants this whole time like they do a lot of cooking and cleaning and guard duty and skinning buffalo mm-hmm yeah, they are kind of the red shirts of this whole and I mean, and re- spoiler alert but. and re- reloading uh, reloading guns for people and shit, mm-hmm. right? And as we turn out, uh, someone else is a far more adept reloader, yeah. which causes some. See, it's not consternation. sexist, man. We'll get into That's it, but right. it's not sexist because of that, right? <laughs> uh, so, so as the party moves on, we find out that Joe Stack has a history with the Comanche. Dun dun dun. dun. Um. They yeah they're they're cruising looking for buffalo. They talk about how like there's Comanche in this area and they're really dangerous and you know we'll just get our fill of buffalo and get the fuck out and it'll be you know it'll be a good score. Yeah, it's so, like getting a microwave burrito and a Slurpee and hitting the road. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the the boys are on the trail. Uh, they find a, a native girl in the middle of the trail. Uh, she's basically tied up and left for dead until they come along. Her name is Walking Star and she starts following Pike immediately like a baby bird. Uh, the rest of the crew refers to her as if if she was a lost puppy, basically. So yeah. she's she's just like, oh, well, just latches onto our man Pike for whatever reason. Yeah. Well, because his goddamn sexiness, that's why. Sure, yeah. yeah. His musk. Well, and, well, and also Joe Stack is kind of like, you know, since he's the old hand in this, he's like, look, dude, if there's just a woman like tied up like that, she's like Comanche. You know, she was stolen by the Comanches. Yep. And they probably are like testing her to see how tough she is. They'll come back in a couple of days looking for her. Like they they like put her out there, and now they're like on a raid. And they'll come back collect her up. Yeah. And if like she makes it, she's like worthy of. So just fucking you know, leave her there. A, He's pulling an Admiral Akbar. It's a trap. She's yeah willing to become like a, a sex trafficked basically. Yeah. If she you know, if cause... she if she survives abandonment in the wilderness. It's a great I guess. Sure. philosophy. Fuck. Yeah, just leave her there. Just leave no trace, just like you're camping yeah. or something. Right. But so, and, and Stack kind of doesn't want her with him because he figures if the Comanche can't find her. Oh, they're come looking they, for I her. I mean, they're going to come looking for her. And they'll pick yeah. up their trail and fucking go right to her. Right. <clears throat> All right. The party moves on um, on their way to Poach Bison. Quote from the book. For the first time, she smiled at him and he saw how truly pretty she was. I make you a good squaw, she said in English. He start. Yeah. Uh, he stared at. He stared at her dumbfoundedly. You speak English? He said. Uh, yes. For the she purpose said. of the story, yes. For the purpose of the story, yes. Oh, but only these words. I speak English good. <laughs> well, why didn't you tell us? I not want you to know yet. I listen to what you say. Uh, it goes on to lay out that she would rather be with them than the Comanche. Uh, but more importantly, she would rather be in the loving arms of Daddy Pike. Right, the Comanche. Mm-hmm. As she uh, as she as she already told them how she came to be there. 
Yeah, that's what I was gonna. Uh, that that's that's the part where like she she talked about how she ended up there. You want you want to take right? That? Well, and that's the thing is okay. So she apparently had been uh, she was a crow. So she's up from Montana way, and they're in like fucking Texas now. Somehow, like really quickly, from like I think the fur camp was in like Missouri or something. But yeah, so she's a long ass way from her home country. But it, apparently, she'd been traded off and married to like a. A trapper for a while or something or a Frenchman or something. Mm-hmm. Wow. Not like you can't be a French trapper, but you know, yeah. it was three French trappers. Two soil dust. So, and she didn't really like that marriage or whatever, but it was fine. And she, she like learned how to speak English and do stuff from that. And then she got scooped up by the Comanche, I think, after they didn't they kill her husband or something. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So they scooped her up and she confirmed. That, like, uh, Joe Stack is right. The big bad wanted to see how fucking tough she was before he turns her into a fucking unwilling sex doll. So, yep. Yeah, we're setting up that the big bad is an asshole, which he is. Yeah, he's he an is. asshole. And a, so is you know. kind of everyone in this book, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Walking Star. I'm, I like yeah, Walking Star. She's pretty dope. She's cool. Yeah. Uh, okay. So after, after her origin story and all that shit, um, uh, everyone goes to bed. Walking Star, Walking Star, and Pike uh, sleep together, but nothing happens. Uh, that's during the. That's the whole scene where like there's everybody's on like a you know six hours on, six hours off. Walk, yeah, they're doing, they're doing guard shifts because they yeah. expect the Comanche to come looking for it anytime. Yeah. And also, you kind of skip the part. They did shoot some buffalo previous that day, didn't they? Uh, no, we haven't got there yet. Not, not yet. The, oh. You're talking about with the reloading of rifles and shit. Yeah, well, no, I, I could I could have sworn they're like, we got to keep moving. Well, we got to skin these 800 buffalo we shot first, but maybe that's the next day. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like the buffalo are such a plot device. And That's all it is, man. It's a yeah. place to get to. <laughs> uh, all right. So the next morning, everyone is woken up by Walking Star making bacon and coffee in the morning. The Delaware refused to eat her cooking. Apparently, they're all pissed uh, that they didn't get to serve Pike and McConnell <laughs> Carson breakfast. <laughs> and uh, they're really mad that they didn't get to do the dishes. Oh, that was the other part. They were fucking pissed that, that she like, oh, I'll cook and I'll do all the dishes. And so they yeah, were yeah. like, fuck this bitch. It's uh, like, well, it's also Joe Stack is pissed. He's like, lady, I mean, the Comanche can smell this coffee oh, and smell bacon, this coffee from, and bacon. Like, yep. from 30 miles away because mm-hmm. you know they're not real people. They have like animal type senses. Yeah, right. <laughs> Honing out like a fucking honey badger. Yeah. <laughs> Bullshit. Uh, okay. Next chapter is a. Uh, it's the first in a whole bunch of one one page or less uh, chapters chronicling our antagonists, which are a band of Comanche always plotting from a tower, like a gang in an eighties movie. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking. It's like a shitty movie. Like they're like bad. They're like shitty movie bad guys. It's it's so stupid. Uh, quote Is it from a the canon movie at least. <laughs> it began with a celebration, shattered by brutal violence, until Michael Dudikoff, star of American Ninja, became the avenging force. He's the only one who can oppose a deadly brotherhood. They have a hunting club. Oh, I'm a hunting club. Except they don't hunt animals. They hunt men. Bring them down. Now, in the ultimate form of pure savage combat, they are the hunters. 
the target. In the final confrontation, the deadliest enemy meets the avenging force. Avenging force. When getting even just isn't enough. Uh, I could see it. Or just media. Right. The fucking company just called media. Um, quote from the book. Uh, the brave... <clears throat> the brave called Hawkmoon sniffed the air, separating all the scents he was picking up. White man's camp, he said, looking over at his leader, Strong Elk. I smelled it, said Strong said Strong Elk. He who takes many scalps leaned over and said, we take them now? <clears throat> so r- when I was writing this, I ended up having to write he who takes many scalps so many fucking times that when I now when I read it, I get anxiety because it's not, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's like dashes in between well, every word. Fuck you. We can just do like the dwarves and call him he who, he who? like sure. uh, he who cannot be named. Yeah. Like uh, we'll just call, start calling him he who. Also, was it like Hawk Moon? Wasn't that like Lemmy's first band? Or was that, or that was Hawk Wind? Hawk Wind. There we yeah. go. Damn it. <laughs> uh, okay, we, we also found out of this, this uh, in this chapter, or like just after it, um, that uh, Joe Stack, uh, Joe Stack lived with the Comanche, uh, and it, uh, his wife was Comanche, right? Yes. Yeah. So his wife was, um, Basically raped to death by Strong Elk, uh, who's like the the head honcho of the of the bad guys here. Well, he's the chief's son. Yeah, or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. the chief's son. So basically, they set up that like, uh, well, he 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 raped her to death. So Joe Stack has got a vendetta against this motherfucker, and so we just happen to have this motherfucker following our fucking little you know poaching crew around. Um, well, and like Will, like Will always points out with all these stories. Yeah, there's like two hundred people in the West. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. and it just happens to be the exact guy you need to find, you know. Yeah. Oh, before I forget, I got to interject real quick. There's, uh, you know, the uh, Body Shop song from Ninja 3, The Domination. Yeah. It also makes an appearance on Electric 2, Boogaloo. Oh, yeah, when, same company that made it. Wait, that song was in the, there too? Yep, The when the, uh, the chick's mom is working out beside the pool, Whoa. that song is playing in the background. Oh, dude, that must have been something written for Canon Films, and they just like, ah, fuck it, we own it, put it in everything. Yeah. Who gives a shit? It costs any extra money? No, use it again. (laughs) (laughs) Now we can play it here in full. Okay. I be. Oh, okay, now no, we're back. I refuse. Right. I refuse. <laughs> you'll you'll hear a snippet. Uh, okay, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, str- <laughs> uh, okay, fucking where was I? Okay, so Joe's got a vendetta against this motherfucker. Strong Elk uh, goes on to say, "Quote: Yes, we take them, just not now." And he leads. Uh, he leads on that he wants that crow woman, Walking Star. So this uh, band of warriors is all about these poachers now, mostly because. Yeah. They they don't uh they they don't know Joe Stacks in there but they're just basically like they see Walking Star and they see these fucking these guys these white guys like killing a bunch of buffalo so they're like we get them fuck them um our crew finally okay here we go our crew finally reaches the buffalo herd uh they take an elevated position and split into teams uh there are two teams rifle operators and rifle mechanics so Kit Carson uh Joe and Skins McConnell. Uh, ha- each have a Delaware. Basically, white white people get to shoot, not white people get to do all the shit work. 
Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. That's how that shit exactly. goes down. So all the white guys have rifles, and like, uh, so these three dudes have the Delaware reloading the rifles so they can shoot more bison. So they basically have two two rifles, and you hand one off, they hand you a new one, and you pop, 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 while the other person's uh, Yeah, pop, loading. pop, pop with that yeah. musket. Sure. You know. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, and so since since the other three guys have the three Delaware, Jack Jack Pike is stuck with his new crush, Walking Star, as a reloader. Uh, so the whole, basically the joke, you know, he's like, oh man, fucking a woman, what the fuck? So Ooh, basically, a girl! <laughs> cooties, my gun's gonna get cooties. Uh, so the, the joke of the whole thing is that she's better than all of them. Uh, she yeah. can cook, clean, and reload a rifle. God dang! <laughs> so obvious... So obviously the Delaware fucking absolutely despise Walking Star and want nothing to do with her because she took their jobs. Yeah, well that it's yeah, from the way it makes it sound like she can load a musket like twice in the time it takes a team of three of them to yep. load it once. Yep. So I'm picturing some Larry Moe curly shit happening over on the other hilltop. <laughs> you know, whoa, 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 oh, I smelled the powder. And they're you fucking know. arguing with each other the whole time. And meanwhile, she's just ramrodding shit like the fucking Terminator, like Ooh! <laughs> you know. Uh, so as the poachers are dressing the bison, they have the uh, million-dollar conversation. What would you do if you were rich? Well, the thing is, they're not dressing shit. The Delaware are out there right. dressing the bison. They're chilling <laughs> after that hard day of slaughtering indigenous species. <laughs> yep. So uh, Skins McConnell would find the longest poker game, is what he says. Kit Carson would travel, not around the country, but around the world. Jack, Jack Pike would, and I quote from the book, I'd buy a mountain, I'd stock it with game, and I don't think I'd ever come down. Oh, I love that shit. I'm going to buy a fucking mountain. <laughs> just, I picture, like, the broad plains of Kansas. It's like, oh, it's, this, is, this district isn't zoned for mountains, but we do have something for you to look at, Mr. Pike. You know, like, oh, it's perfect. And then he's like all like going to circuses and just buying like sick tigers and <laughs> you know, llamas and shit and putting them all on his mountain and just hunting them like Dick Cheney. Sell them the yeah. Turtle Mountains. Fuck them. I keep on, well, whenever he said his mountain, I picture uh, Bear Butte down uh, outside of Sturgis. It's kind of by itself out there. Oh, it's, yeah. You couldn't really live on it. It's not big enough, but that's it's what like, I'm picturing. Is, like Devil's Tower. Kinda, yeah. There's a big stupid hill you have no business trying to climb up or around with no trees on it, and just a bunch of like ill-gotten, semi-domesticated animals with this fucking buckskin-clad maniac just out there ice and shit. <laughs> and imagine, I like, like, to like Sylvester Stallone right before he yeah. kills anything, he just goes, ah! boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and then he cuts off a llama's head with like a fucking trench knife. Yeah, something like that. Oh God. Okay, so. So Jack Pike would buy a mountain, and this is literally how he wins the favor of Joe Stack. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to buy a mountain too. Oh man, we're like we're like the same guy. Uh, all right, strong elk in the Mize, band. Hold what? on, reminds me of the Alabama song. He's like, uh, "Play me some mountain music." Starts up. You see that mountain over there? One of these days, I'm gonna buy that mountain. Mountain, mountain, mountain. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, 
Okay, Strong Elk and the bad guy Comanche uh, see that the poachers are taking the hides and leaving everything else, uh, so now the Comanche are pissed. This is when they kind of go like, all right, you got Walking Star, you're also you know, leaving the fucking carcasses out. And taking <laughs> this is also about where the Comanche are at their most sympathetic. Yeah, that's it. That's the, the, only, the only time. <laughs> but um, it, it, he's, totally, he's totally pulling the you know, Cody Iron Eyes, like littering hurts. Yeah, I'm, I'm picturing this group of Comanche to stand there, kind of like one tear trickling <laughs> oh, down the Jesus. cheek, looking at the. I mean, that's probably what the of, author thought too. He probably that's, like. That's what I'm saying. He, I, you cannot convince me that guy didn't watch that commercial and be like, "Oh yeah, I got an idea for a book." Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a sexy so, time book, or at least part of a book. Bronson Swagger presents Sequoia and Swagger, the cheapest mail order service in America. Sequoia and Swagger, the largest inventory in the world. Sequoia and Swagger, your mail order marketplace. If you ever want for anything, we guarantee it will be in our 20,000 page Sequoia and Swagger catalog. Can't read? Just yell your demands at one of our order boys posted in your neighborhood 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Your orders will materialize before your very eyes. Please allow 4 to 14 weeks for delivery. If you own a store and want a wider market, bring it to us. We accept milk stores, gun stores, meat stores, liquor stores, we'll go noodle me some fish, leaded oyster stores, it's good. any kind of store. We'll sell your stuff and we'll sell it cheaper than you do. Sequoia and Swagger, 206 Fifth Avenue North, Mile City, for your free catalog. Leatherface's house of pancakes and fish and chips on the outside, but there's so much more on the inside. Would you please pass the vinegar syrup? Hey, my pocket has a tattoo! Here at Leatherface's house of pancakes and fish and chips, the fries, they may be soggy, but the slaw, the slaw's family. Swagger Company. So after the Comanche get pissed about the fucking bison, um, uh, they, oh, this is when we find they have a little conversation. This is when we find out that um, uh, Strong Elk had uh, killed Joe Stack's wife. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. Yep. All right. Night falls and Pike is on watch. Um, there are two awake and two asleep. Our man Jack Pike takes first watch. While on watch, Walking Star sits beside him and starts making out. But Pike cuts it short because he's like a fucking, you know, Boy Scout. He's on shit. duty, yeah. Yeah, I'm on duty, mm -hmm. girl. I can't, no no vices right now. Uh, but when his watch is over, dot, 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 uh, quote from the book, 
Pike went to his blanket and laid laid his rifle down next to it. Walking Star held her blanket open for him, and when he said, <clears throat> when he slid in next to her, she thought the blank. She, God damn it! She brought the blanket down around both of them. Her mouth sought his and found it, and her hands fumbled with his pants. Finally, she got his pants open and reached inside for him. She grasped as his, as she took hold of him, tightening her hand and kissing his throat. He reached to to the neck of her dress and inside for one of her breasts. He cupped it, feeling the nipple harden in his palm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> a lot of hardening nipples in this. <laughs> well, Derek, it's cold outside. True that. Uh, it goes on. She kissed hungrily and tried to work his pants down over his hips. He lifted his buttocks to help her, and when he was sufficiently exposed, he reached down and slid her dress up to her thighs until his hands felt uh, his, until his hands encountered her bare butt. She slid atop him beneath the blankets, and he could feel his feel the wiry hair between her legs and the heat emanating from there he took her by the hips and lifted her and when she came down he was inside of her after that uh they get like worried that they're gonna be too loud for everybody and get found out and then right. they fuck and finish all that kind of stuff I like only if you fuck that- like mcgruber <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I'm gonna freaking explode inside you. I'm gonna spill it. I'm gonna fill you up. Oh. I'm gonna fill you up. What? I'm gonna fill you up. Okay, just let me do this. Okay. Sorry. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. I'm gonna do it. That he's going into all this like oh describe describe you know using somewhat not super flowery terminology but the only thing he come up with is her bare butt yeah could couldn't say her fine posterior couldn't say her sexy rump her bare her butt her pillow pad in between her thighs <laughs> yeah right yeah and then I saw her boobs too and they were hot <laughs> oh god. It's like fucking whisk, whisk, drunk Wisconsin uh, erotic fan fiction. Right. Well, the little guy, he was kind of funny looking. In what way? I don't know, just funny looking. Can you be any more specific? I couldn't really say. He wasn't circumcised. Was he funny looking apart from that? Yeah. So, you were having sex with a little fella then? Uh-huh. Oh, sweet, dude. Uh, the next day, Pike thinks it's time to turn in as they, uh, they're in hostile territory and they already have, they are plenty encumbered with, uh, Buffalo goods. Uh, Kit Carson thinks they should pick up, uh, pick up some more. Oh yeah. Kit Carson does the just, oh, come on, man. One more score. We just got one more hunt and then we're out. One more day. Well, we're that's, gonna, I can't remember how, how many fucking mules did they have? Uh, they had at least one for each person. Yeah, at least. So they they killed like buffalo like day in and fucking day out. Like those mules got way more than they could carry on them, like all the fuck ready. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean like, but yeah, they need like, like a wagon train, and all they have is like five mules with them. Totally. Well, 
And they're also doing the clever thing like hunting them in the middle of the fucking summer. Yeah. You know, so those hides are just staying good and fresh, you know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll get to that. Um, there's a <laughs> so, reason why you hunted buffalo right by the railroad tracks when you're yeah. back in the day. Train drive-bys, yeah. We talked about that. Uh, yeah, so Kit Carson's like, come on, man, one last score, and then we're out of here. And so uh, we get another half-page chapter with uh, Strong Elk, uh, the bad guy, quote-unquote, uh, stewing and plotting about our poachers killing the sacred bison. Uh, then they come across another band of, of 60 allies that decide to join him, chasing Jack Pike and the group. Um, yeah, and then this is when the Comanche uh, finally run an attack on our fucking poachers. Yeah. So when Col- they're they're sixty strong versus what like seven seven yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So quote from the book. At that moment, Joe Stack shouted, "Engines!" The hilltop suddenly sprouted. Of la- he did. Yeah. <laughs> the the hilltop suddenly sprouted lances and feathers and the naked torsos of Indians. Those are Comanche, Joe Stack shouted. Must be a hundred of them, McConnell shouted. Thank uh, you, Captain Obvious, the fuck. Delaware shouted. <laughs> the Comanche were the best mounted of any of the Indian tribes. They had the best horses and the best riders, and the party and this party was no different. The air was split by the blood curdling war cries. Not a chance in hell of outrunning them, McConnell said. Pike looked <clears throat> Pike looked at Kit Carson and said, You know what this means, Kit? Carson nodded and yelled, Mule Fort! <laughs> and so we come to the part of the show that even though this is a slightly different format than normal uh it it, it 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 it's on brand for us it's not a show unless we're killing some fucking mules and boy oh boy are we about to kill some mules when i got to this part i was just like god damn it really even in fiction <laughs> what the fuck man I, I, i'm gonna start like some uh you know, uh, the Sarah McLaughlin dog rescue thing. It's just going to be <laughs> for mules. bayoneted mules. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, for sure. All right. Uh, okay, so we're still quoting from the book here. Uh, he grabbed for the reins of one of the mules who was shying away. The mule... <laughs> this is like... This is like erotic... Mule. This is like erotic fucking, like, fiction of, of, like, killing mules. You know what I mean? Instead of sex scenes. Come on. Come on, girl. Don't be shy. <laughs> Don't be shy. Let me put this knife into your throat. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, he grabbed for the reins of one of the mules who was shying away. The mule tried to oh, rear, shit. but Carson held tight to the reins. <laughs> As his animal lifted its head, he brought his scalp knife across the throat, spilling it easily. Warm blood flowed over his arm, and the animal fell over. He turned to look mm. at the others and saw that they were doing the same. It's just like, like he, this fucker doesn't really use a lot of descriptive shit unless he's like killing mules or fucking <laughs> chicks. That's it. Yeah. I'm like, dude. <laughs> That's America. Yeah. yeah. God damn it. So um, they murder all the pack mules and arrange them in a circle around them. Uh, so now they can lay flat inside the circle while shooting at the Comanche. Um, well, I'd, I'd like to closer. hope they arrange the pack mules into a circle before they stab, and they're a lot easier to move <laughs> yeah, when they're, no you know. <laughs> Oh god! Uh, so the Comanche are running closer. Cam- Comanche come, uh, blah, 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 blah. the Comanche come close, firing arrows at the mule fort. Uh, they miss the poachers, but a handful of the Comanche uh, take fire and lay dead. So they're kind of coming at them, and they split as they come. Like the Comanche come at the mule fort, split into two groups, and ride around the mule fort like a roundabout, 
firing arrows in yeah. your fucking fort, and then they go back to the hill and regroup. And, and hit absolutely no one. And okay, once Nobody. again, these mountain men are using fucking muzzle loaders. Yes. There are seven of them. Well, Pike, Pike also has his Kentucky fucking uh, revolver. Kentucky right? pistol. Kentucky pistol. No, revolvers were not invented yet when this was written. <laughs> so it's like a musket pistol. You know, it's God. like a single shot ordeal. Jesus. Uh, but so we're to believe that these guys, like 60 Comanche, can't wait until they like fire off their shot and then just ride up and, and like ride literally. You look, you say to shake them. Stagger their shots. Punch, yeah. punch them to death. Oh, I'm. Okay, so still. I so mean, you so you wait twenty seconds instead of ten. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> the Comanche retreat to the nearby hill, uh, and the poachers pull out their knives and dig the mule fort deeper. Uh, the Comanche make a second attack, and Strong Elk uh, lays eyes on his nemesis, Joe Stack. Dun dun dun. So yep. now he knows uh, it, that uh, if he's going to get Walking Star back, it's kill or be killed. Uh, during this attack, the smell of mule blood spooks the Comanche horses, and Strong Elk's party retreats for the for the evening, and everyone gets a chance to rest. So, like what we were talking about with the the mule blood fucking uh, car air fresheners, like right. that that shit had like all the horses go like fuck this, and they all run away. Um, there's a one page chapter with Strong Elk and his crew uh, talking about the fact that they lost quite a few men in the attack, and and uh, oh, in the attack on the mule fort. Uh, then we get some dialogue with the poachers. Ooh. It's nice that you're calling them poachers, because in the book they don't call themselves poachers, but that's what they well, are. You can't, <laughs> you, 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 you can't poach when there's no game laws. You know, if there's if there's no If there's no law against murder, murder, it's not murder. It's just, it's just killing. killing somebody. I like the term mule fort. I'm going to... Probably like open a, I don't know what it would be like a rib stand. Call it the Mule Fort. <laughs> Just don't tell anybody what the ribs are made out of. Keep them guessing. <laughs> All right, quote from the book. Oh yeah, it's like Kitchen Shack. Oh, That's God. another good one. I like that one. That's a little too vague. <laughs> uh, yeah, we cook food and meth. Yeah. Uh, quote from the book. Walking Star shuffled over closer to Pike and asked, "There are other matters now than Strong Elk wanting me, Pike." Uh, yes, Walking Star, said Pike. Other much older matters. Then if we die, it will not be my fault? No, he said, not your fault. She smiled at him and said, that makes my heart happier. He touched her cheek and said, at your age, your heart should always be happy. How fucking old is Walking Star? She's like in her early 20s, I think, or like late teens. They I mean, don't ever, they don't ever say. Then, I'm sure she's... They don't, they don't particularly say how old Jack is either. That's true, but still, I mean, like, at your age, your heart should always be happy. A, that's a bullshit statement. Everybody has the right to be sad, but it, it implies that she's really young, right? What I'm thinking if I just survived an assault by 60 Comanche warriors, too, during that assault, my heart is not going to be super happy. Fuck no. Yeah, so especially, always, always is always is a tall order there, Pike. Yeah, especially fucking like she doc, saw Doctor Phil, motherfucker. <laughs> especially she saw Strong Elk, who fucking like I I'm just gonna Rape, go out on a limb and be like her, probably her. repeatedly raped her already. No, he did. Oh no, that she makes that plain. No, like no, that go, that the, comes later. No, the that original Comanche later. before they set her out on her fucking goddamn Hunger Games walk. Yeah, that whole original party fucking raped her. Oh fuck! All right, again. Yeah. That was that was the end of my drunken reading. Yeah. So I mean, she's yeah. This is traumatic 
you know, extremely traumatic. I, I mean, I guess she's a trooper or she's in shock or. In in reality, she's probably 16 because that's, that's, that's a, marrying age back in the day yeah, there. Yeah, because it's like 18, 16 or something. Or mm, like, right. Yeah. Like even Skakawea was 16 when they when they did the trip. Oh, yeah. Gross. Mm-hmm. So the next day is hot as fuck, and they're still stuck in the mule fort. Uh, they've got a little deeper at this point. Uh, there's no water to be had, so Joe Stack... Uh, <laughs> I like this part. So Jess, Joe Stack hands everyone small round stones and tells them to pop them in their mouths and suck on them to produce saliva to stave off thirst. Is that real? Is that some shit? Yep. That- my, mm-hmm. my dad taught me to do that when I was a little kid. Uh, it doesn't really? work really good, but it, it doesn't work yeah. great, but it'll it'll cause you to salivate. Um, you sh- you want to clean them before you <laughs> pop them in your mouth? I'm going to offer that. Yeah, I want Joe Stack is like, he had them in his fucking thong or something, and you here, put yeah. these in your mouth, man. No, but this told me to do that too, but with other things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's no, a yeah, stave off thirst. If you've ever been thirsty enough and dry, it's dry enough where you kind of feel like your lips start sticking together, though. If you suck on a rock, that'll help alleviate that. I mean, you're still going to die of dehydration just as fast. Yeah, it's not going to dehydrate you, but it'll make you feel better. Yeah. And that's why you cut the ear of a mule and drink its blood. Yeah, I mean, they got all that fucking mule blood around him. The whole fort's yeah, but it's, ex- it's expired now. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so next they see that... Um, Strong Elk and his crew are preparing for another attack. So since this is an 80s action movie, the poachers decide to aim for the tribal leaders and the Comanches, uh, of the Comanches, because, you know, if you kill the boss, then the others will give up, I guess? Right, mm-hmm. and plus, you're going to be able to easily pick that out out of, like, 60 dudes yeah. running at you, well, all they, dressed differently. To be honest, they... they well, that's true. I mean, apparently... Appar- so, they, they never oh, explain... Oh, yeah. They never exp- they explain that the, the Comanche leaders have different like like uh war paint right and they explain i forgot that joe stack lived amongst the comanche yeah, so he so, knows he, some of these guys yeah he's the one Cause he's he, like because he's like black bear will attack yep first because he's billy badass and yep. he's my wife's brother-in-law or whatever yeah and, yeah so he's like you got to get this guy this guy and strong elk so there's like two two like mini bosses and then a fucking the main <laughs> boss like bowser <laughs> And now I'm kind of picturing the mule fort, like Galaga. It's like the shooty thing. And then there's just Comanche, like, tick, 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 like descending. Oh, fuck. Okay, so... Somebody with some coding skills make me that game. Oh, hell yeah. So the Comanche make another attack on the mule fort. This time, they shoot and kill a couple of mini bosses. Oh, I said that before. Black Bear and Hawkmoon are the two mini bosses. God damn it. They shoot Strong Elk in the arm, wounding him, uh, and the Comanche head back to the hill to regroup. So they get they get the the number one fucking badass in the shoulder. So basically, what happens is uh, uh, in the book they talk about how Kit Carson had a fucking headshot on um, on uh, 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 Strong Elk, the the main bad yeah. guy, and uh, Joe Stack sees that he's got a headshot on him, so he he shoots Strong Elk in the arm because. He didn't want. He wants to kill he him. He wants to yeah. kill him, but he wants to kill right. him in hand-to-hand combat and not from far away. So because we can't do anything easy or no. efficient. So or fucking Joe Stack for the loss. Normal. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, how are the Delaware faring at this? Oh, point? Oh yes, uh, Pike turns around and sees that they have lost one of the Delaware Indians with oh. two arrows sticking out of his chest. Big surprise. <laughs> yeah, like we said, red shirts, all of them. Unfortunately. Yep. 
Skins McConnell is injured uh, as well with an arrow sticking out of his leg. Next, we get to a, a two-page chapter, two whole pages, uh, with Strong Elk and his posse. Uh, this is where they decide to cut their losses and head home for the time being. Uh, and then they and they also tend to Strong Elk's bullet wound. I like this, and yeah. you guys can tell me if this is true or not. But a uh, quote from the book: "He who takes many scalps bent over Strong Elk and examined the wound. It's not very bad," he said. The white man's ball went right through. Uh, mm-hmm. One of one of the Braves had scalped. Oh, sorry. One of the Braves had scraped up some mud and slapped it on the entry and exit wounds. The mud had been made by many of the Braves urinating into the sand. So, you know, nothing like I, piss sand to fix your I, Well, you know, I have heard... I mean, it makes um, sense, but I just wasn't stuff sure... Stuff like that thing. being done, I don't think it's as effective as they thought it was back when you'd take bilious pills and put leeches on yourself and yeah. whatever the fuck else. So I just like the idea of, like, yeah. he's got a bullet wound. Everybody piss in a pile. Yeah, and then like it's a jellyfish s- thing or scoop, something. Yeah, like, scoop up the fucking dirt and just rub it right into a fucking gunshot wound. I also like the fact that they decided to like call it a week, you know, and just go home. Even though if they wait one more day, everybody in the meal will thirst. just be dead of dehydration. <laughs> totally. Oh <laughs> uh, fuck. Uh, okay, so Joe Snack, uh, Joe Snack, fuck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's he's a hunk. Uh, That's Joe, who's gonna work on the Mule Fort Rib Shack. Joe Snack. <laughs> Uh, Joe Stack sneaks close to the hill where the Comanche were holed up to see if they had left. Meanwhile, the rest of the poachers start packing up uh, what they are going to need. They give the dead Delaware's knife and gun to Walking Star, and when Joe Stack returns, they head out on foot for the nearest watering hole, which apparently is 30 miles away. Um, as as they start walking, Pike notices uh, two scalps hanging from Joe Stack's belt. So now he has a belt. So that's cool. And a G-string. Whoa. And a G-string. Nothing but nothing well, like the, a belt and a G-string. Well, the belt just has like a little banana hammock and then the string going up the ass. The belt is part of the G-string. <laughs> you know, it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a utila kilt only... I, I just didn't know. realize they had a, you know, spandex back then. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, I know. So he notices... Uh, yeah, so he notices the two scalps hanging from Joe Stack's belt. Uh, it seems as though he got to the mini-boss's scalps while he was out reconnoitering. Mm-hmm. Eh? Yep. Eh? I also like how uh, they always have, like, they describe this as, like, kind of a featureless place, but somehow Joe Stack can, like, walk 10 feet in any direction and nobody can see him anymore. He disappears from view fully. Oh, yeah. He's like, and just comes back, like, with Mm -hmm. a dead deer or, like, with a fucking bunch of scalps or whatever. Well, they shot the fucking mini bosses, like, uh, I'm assuming, like, you know, maybe, like, 20 feet away. 30 feet away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, you didn't see him just, like, fucking scraping the skin off this guy's head yeah i mean these guys are using like uh, either hawking or uh kentucky rifles probably hawking rifles since they're on the plains i mean it's not a fucking barrett 50 cal you know you're shooting i mean accurately at a running i mean we're talking 50 to 100 yards maybe and that's you know you're not going to be doing that with the enemy descending on you like you want to make sure it counts i guess I, i don't know but yeah. Anyway, yeah, like they, they clearly could have watched him doing this. He's doing this like yeah, he's across the street basically. You know, like and 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 he's he's like, oh, I'll be gone for like a half an hour. I'm just gonna go see if they're at that hill. And so he's gone for like I think he's gone for a couple hours. They're kind of like, oh shit, I hope he's okay. I hope he didn't get killed by the Comanche. And like at that point, you'd probably like pop your head over the fucking mule wall and 
see what's going yeah. on and see skins. Because fucking... he's in the middle of a grassy, yeah. barren plain, you know. <laughs> Even if he is five miles away, you can probably see him. Totally. You know. All right, so... And, uh, a, uh, yeah, if all you right, remember so... our uh, uh, Quanta Parker episode, like, I imagine this taking place on, like, the staked plains where it's West Texas, where it's just... It, it, it does. That's exactly that's where it is. Yeah, that, that's they say that's where it is. It's the it's the uh, Yano. It's the snake plates. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean they even say that in the book. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so uh, okay. So they start walking to the nearest watering hole. Like I said, it was thirty miles away. <clears throat> A few miles in, McConnell starts really lagging behind uh, due to his arrow wound. So they. Stop to take a to make a fire so they can heat up a knife and cauterize the wound. Um, stack in the Delaware, go on ahead to scout. Man, if they only had piss mud, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and also where the fuck they get in this shit to make a fire with in the snake plains where there's no exactly. Or- they, I mean, he kind of. Uh, I think uh, uh, Jack was like, "No, no, you guys go ahead. I'll, I'll stay here with him. Like we're gonna make a fire." Yeah. So Walking Star and Kit Carson stay behind, and they all like band together and find, you know, whatever, like, flammable rocks they can find to make a fire. Well, 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 I, know, I, I know later they, they do make a fire, and he talks about how they must have done it, but this time they don't really Yeah, this time he's just like, oh, we're going to scrape together a fire and, and heat up a knife and burn your fucking leg. <laughs> uh, all right, so they, uh, oh, yeah, McConnell, uh, McConnell passes out next to the fire. They heat up the knife in the fire and seal up his leg. Uh, Pike decides to stay with McConnell until he's good enough to walk, telling Walking Star to go with Kit Carson, and they would uh, catch up at the watering hole. Uh huh. So everyone, so as, as we all know, if you get a severe leg injury and you're like it's getting infected, it'll get better in several hours. It's like having a pulled hamstring or something. You're just gonna yeah. sit there for a while, and it'll be better. It won't be stiff as fuck. And like bloated and full of flies and needed to be chopped off. <laughs> It'll just, you know, you'll be able to walk in a few minutes, you know. So, uh, uh, so, uh, Jack Pike and, uh, okay, uh, so it, at this exchange, when Jack, Jack Pike tells them to all go ahead, uh, there's a quote from the book here. Uh, I want you to go with Kit Carson, Jack Pike said. No, insisted Walking Star. Don't tell me no, Pike said, cutting her off. I want us all to get through this, and and the only way we do the only way we do that is to split up. McConnell is my friend, and he'll be my responsibility. I won't be Wish able. Wish you could come, yeah. But I don't want no woman hanging around. <laughs> I won't be able to. Along. I won't be able to look out for you, but Kit will. So like, she can't look out for herself, even though she has a fucking knife and a gun, and she knows how to yeah. cook and fucking skin and like reload and all that yeah. shit. Yeah. So she stares at him for a few minutes, uh, then said. I want to stay with you, but I will do as you ask. So awesome. She's for she, you are a man. She's the a white man at that. Yeah, she is the perfect woman, right? Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do what I say. Uh do, 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 do. so Daddy Pike always gets his way. Um Okay, so the next morning Pike and McConnell wake up. It seems like Skins is gonna be probably able to make it. Uh they head out for the watering hole through the barren plains. Uh, the next scene is Joe Stack and the Delaware arriving at the watering hole. They immediately start washing their faces and drinking to their heart's content. When just then, one of the Delaware falls in the water and is floating face down with a Comanche arrow sticking out of his back. 
Joe, Joe Stack yells, move! And then the last Delaware gets an arrow through his neck and dies. Bye-bye, Delawares, all of you. Yep. Red shirts are eliminated They couldn't even, like, they couldn't even make, like, three cool deaths. It was like, yeah, hey, they the like, eh, the rest of them get fucking killed at the water hole. Whatever. They didn't let these guys, well, also they these guys. Talk. Well, they didn't talk. Well, they talk in the bar mm-hmm. for one second. They even, they, they have names. I don't know why he bothered giving them names because they're kind of butlers this entire time. Pretty much. And then I think even in Mulefort, weren't they just reloaders too or were they shooting too? No, they were just reloaders because there's three, yes. three Delaware. So you got Kit Carson, Skins McConnell, and uh, oh, and Joe Stack. Those three, yeah. white, three white guys get the three Delawares as reloaders. So even in the Mulefort, yeah. you know, they aren't shooting their rifles. They're still just loading them for guys. Yep. Fuck, I think you know, one of the Delawares was named Mantooth. It was. Oh, it was. It was. Yeah, totally. Dor- Dorothy Mantooth is a saint. It's exactly what yeah, went through my head yeah. when I fucking read that shit. Exactly. <laughs> I will smash your face into a car windshield and then take your mother, Dorothy Mantooth, out for a nice seafood dinner and never call her again. Dorothy Mantooth is a saint. So I, I also, I also like our Delaware friends are now uh, in the water hole making it. You know, like a punch, like a punch bowl <laughs> yeah, of, totally. uh, oh, of nastiness. Uh, so the scene ends with Joe Stack uh, staring at the surrounding boulders, holding his rifle, trying to find out where the Comanches were hiding. And then it just cuts to Kit Carson and Walking Star, uh, finally making it to the waterhole. As Miss Star begins to drink, she sees the dead Delaware and gasps. Quote from the book. And then pukes. Yeah, right. Mm, this is good water. What's in the... Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, shit, piss, and blood. Crazy. Yeah. Quote, quote from Vitamin the book. Vitamin water. <laughs> quote from the book. Uh, it's it's one of the Delaware, Kit said. He reached for the man's feet and pulled him from the water. Uh, the other man must be further in, submerged. He leaned over the Delaware and saw his wound. He'd been, uh, he'd been hit by an arrow, which had been removed. Comanche, he said. He heard Walking Star scream too late. And then a flash of pain as an arrow bit hard and deep. So Kit Carson gets fucking iced hard and well, deep. Well, it, it it would have been funnier if he like examined the arrow wound and said like, "Oh, Robin Hood," or like, <laughs> "Oh, dude, that'd be uh, awesome." Nin- ninjas, you yeah. know, some shit. Poison, fresh, three days. It's like, I'm pretty sure the the reader could figure out it was a Comanche. I mean, he could have went left field, like, "Oh, Inuit." Yeah, you totally, know, or, totally. Fucking, oh, aliens have fucking spear yeah. technology as well. Weird. Okay, so uh, we end that scene with uh, Kit Carson getting getting spiked with an arrow, and we don't know where. So Pike and Skins reach the watering hole that night to find Kit Carson with an arrow sticking out of his shoulder. Of course. And Walking Star nowhere to be found. Carson isn't sure where she is. So they basically wake up Kit Carson and like, hey man, you're gonna fuck a dart in your neck, man. Or yeah, like, yeah. Who, <laughs> who has also not been miraculously miraculous, has not been shot with more arrows, nor scalped, nor no. anything. All the fucking main main character white guys, they're gonna be fine. Pretty much unscathed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you gotta have you gotta have a wound to have like to show off when you get into town. But yeah. Yeah, totally. Otherwise, you didn't have an adventure. Coming this fall from PBS, from acclaimed documentarian Ken Burns, comes a new chapter of America's Civil War. 
Looking through my grandpappy's attic in Richmond, I find a whole bunch of old letters. They look real old. A new insight on letters back home from war. Shenandoah Valley, 1862. Dear Penthouse Forum, you'll never believe this happened to me. It's Civil War Penthouse Forum, a collection of battlefield erotica that definitely totally happened. Dear Penthouse Forum, you'll never believe this happened to me. One particular bloody day, I stumbled upon a grist mill and found two comely maidens there working. They were totally DTF. I asked them to separate the wheat from my chaff, if you know what I mean. Dear Pentos Forum, I was with Sherman, burning Atlanta. There I saw a plantation owner's wife on the porch, looking rather fetching but malnourished. She offered me some sweet tea. And I offered her my emancipation ejaculation. Coming this far from Ken Burns, Civil War Penthouse Forum. Okay, so Pike and Skins reached the watering hole uh, the, uh, that night to find Kit Carson with an arrow sticking out of his shoulder and Walking Star nowhere to be found. Carson isn't sure where she is. Uh, so the boys camp at the water. Uh, they hot knife kit's shoulder and keep making him drink water by soaking skins mcconnell's disgusting fucking shirt in the in the water and squeezing it into kit's mouth (laughs) (laughs) what you get kit carson for for agreeing to be in this book oh mountain man do uh (laughs) all right uh the boys cook up some rattlesnakes, and Jack Pike decides, uh, against all odds, he's going to go get Joe and Walking Star back from Strong Elk, on foot if he has to. Just then, they hear a horse approaching. Pike goes. Yeah. To, Pike grabs his gun and goes to check who's, who it is and sees that it's Joe Stack's horse from before the mule fort. <laughs> That's just yep, lazy just like, fucking Just like Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption, you whistle and they come running from yeah. six miles away, and that's how that works, right? <laughs> Uh, it's just, it's such a fucking shitty, like, plot device. Yep. It just randomly shows up. Yep. Just when I needed it. Yep. Next scene is at the Comanche camp. Joe Stack and Walking Star are, uh, together in teepee jail. Uh, Walking Star is pulled out by a Comanche warrior and taken to Strong Elk's teepee, where the 80s action movie tropes continue, and she is molested. I, read when I started reading that scene... Like, basically, like, Strong Elk rapes her, but it starts out like he's going to go into this fucking, like, very, like, detailed like the other, sex scene. I was like, like, the, like oh, the, hell no. Basically, yeah. like the consensual sex scenes in the it book. It starts yeah. out like it, yeah. So I was just like, dude, no. If if this is, if that's the way this is, like, we're not doing this episode. <laughs> I don't want to fucking right. do it. No, yeah. Concur. But at least he keeps it. Only mostly disgusting. Yeah, just yeah. mostly disgusting. Um, he keeps it. He keeps it not war criminally. Exactly. Uh, so, so, uh, so since Pike has a fucking horse, he takes off on his magic horse, leaving wounded Kit Carson and Skins McConnell uh, at the watering hole. He basically just picks a direction and hopes for the best. <laughs> Eventually, uh, uh, quote from the book: uh, "Quite by accident, Pike stumbled onto the Comanche encampment." <laughs> Once again, Love on it. the broad, flat, staked plains. Where you can watch your People dog run away for five days. 
This is just some crazy fucking lazy ass writing. Uh, yeah, I, I think there's like a whole internal monologue that he has with himself too about how like, oh God, I can't remember. It's so stupid and long that I my brain was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, okay, so he finds a fucking camp. Um, he, he, he like straight up has like a long talk with himself about what a real man is supposed to be like and all this kind of shit. So, a real man goes out and buys a mountain. Yeah, totally. Real man. Stocks it with... Petty zoo animals. Yeah, and some peop- some humans that aren't actually humans, because, you know, like, yeah. I can hunt those, too. I like a Dr. Moreau. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Here I have a monkey with four asses. Uh, okay, so he he sees the camp. Uh, he shows up. Pike stakes out the camp until nightfall, because he's like, oh, I'll just in- invade at night and, uh, you know, do the thing. Uh, there are no watchmen posted at all for some reason. Then... <laughs> Then we get to hear. Uh, oh, then we get to hear some of his, his internal logic uh, about the camp. Uh, quote from the book: uh, He started by circling the camp, judging by the number of horses that were uh, picketed outside. He decided that he was dealing with only about sixty or seventy Comanche. Uh, there was no way of telling. Oh, I love this line. There was no way of telling how many of these would be women or children or old people. He had to assume at this point that all of them were braves. Much like was government policy anytime attacking any Native American village. I have no way of knowing if there's children in there and women and old people. So I'm just going to assume they're all fucking elite fighting forces. Gatling guns, forward! So we called an airstrike from the U.S. government. All sabers, online, prepare to charge! So we catch up with Walking Star and Strong Elk uh, when he gives. Oh yeah, so so the next scene is with Walking Star, and it's like right after she gets raped by Strong Elk, uh, and he goes like, you know, do you like the digs? It's yours. You can have this tent. <laughs> so he's like, cool. He gives her her own teepee. It's the same teepee that he raped her in. So you oh, know, good. That's cool. Fuck. Uh, Joe Stack is forced to wrestle a bunch of braves for sport, and then he's treated like a dog for a while, being walked on a leash and kicked yep. in the ribs and all that kind of shit. Uh, cut to the middle of the night. Everyone's asleep. Uh, Pike sees two teepees, each one with a guard posted out front. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, one of the teepees has Walking Star, the other Stack. Uh, Stack still has the dog collar around his neck, so he takes it off and thinks of how he can use it as a weapon. Uh, Walking Star has no such weapon, so she just sits in the teepee and prays for Daddy Pike. Yeah, because of course she does. She can't do anything cool. She's yeah. Meanwhile, Joe Stack's trying to make a muzzle loader out of his G-string and his dog collar. There is some there is some straight up BDSMM shit happening with with Stack. Oh, for sure. You know, like, you know, ooh, kick me in the ribs, yeah, yeah. But, okay. Uh, so Pike plans on uh, basically cutting back doors into the two TPs with his knife and silently breaking his comrades out. Uh, Joe, Joe Stack uh, wields the leather collar like a choke wire. Uh, Stack basically sneaks up behind the guard in front of his tent and strangles him uh, while he drags him inside the tent. Uh, yeah, just murks the shit out of just him. Just murks him, yeah. Uh, 
ju- just and oh, as soon as he pulls the guard inside of his tent, uh, he hears ripping from the back of the teepee. So he turns around to see Jack Pike busting him out of jail. Uh, coming in there, coming into the tent like Ace Ventura onto that fake rhino's ass. Exactly. Is what <laughs> I'm picturing. Oh, Lord. The mother rhino is giving birth. Fake rhino. Kind of hot in these rhinos. Oh, yeah, except it's the 1800s, so it was a real rhino. Yeah. Uh, they stick the they stick the dead guard back in front of the teepee as a decoy, so no one would notice him missing and come to investigate. So it's dead guy slumped over on a fucking chair. Just weekend at Bernie's, well, and, and they describe the the two guards as like fucking big ass dudes, like they're like Bernie yeah, yeah. fucking chunky chunky dudes. Uh, Pike Pike goes to break Walking Star out of her tent, um, and they oh head to where Joe Stack is, uh, who's securing some horses. So, yeah, they basically, like, uh, Joe Stack goes to the, where the horses are picketed, and he, like, secures, like, a few getaway horses. Um, the alive guard sees the other guard slumping over and assumes he's asleep. So he goes to shake him awake, realizing that this dude is, like, totally dead, man. Uh, the guard yells and raises the alarm, just as three uh, our, our three protagonists get on horseback and get the fuck out of there. Pike also, uh, Pike also unties all the other horses in camp. Uh, fires a shot into the air to run them off. Smart move, buddy. Um, quote from the book. They have escaped, Bright Eagle said to Strong Elk. And they have killed Little Hawk. In anger, Strong Elk struck struck Bright Eagle, knocking him to the ground. <laughs> Another brave came running up to him. The horses! They have been run off, the man said. Fool! Oh, I said that like a question. The horses, they have been run off, the man said. Fool, Strong Elk said. If they escape... I will have your tongue! So, like, that's some Megatron fucking Starscream <laughs> kind of energy happening there. You are not to be trusted, Starscream! Now get out of my way! Well, and there's also... You fail me again. Okay, there's parts in the book that we haven't really touched on. A lot of times when they're having their evil supervillain meetings, hmm. they kind of are talking shit behind uh, Strong Elk's back. Yes. And he's actually kind of a pussy. Yeah. Yeah, so, every, everybody's like he's a he's a fucking pussy, and he's like a uh, they they talk about the nepotism because he's oh he's just the chief's son. He's yeah, not yeah. really a fucking badass. Uh, he's a he's a fucking scumbag. Talk about family upward. God, I've been working at this tribe for yeah. the last fifteen <laughs> years, and I started out in the mailroom. Now I'm on the fryer. So, like I could be a fucking assistant manager. Yeah. Well, basically, also he's. He, He's trying to cut out all these cats' tongues. Oh, that so are many definitely. times. That was the other thing in the book. And, and, Every and, time, and I they cut are, your tongue out. And they are fucking definitely tougher than him. <laughs> and definitely, if they wanted to, could just, like, fuck him up like a train wreck. Yeah. But for some reason, they still do what he says. So. I'd like to call people fools. Just mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that's Ooh. that's my favorite. Fool! Uh, oh, yeah, that was the next line I had. Uh, Strong Oak threatens to cut out so many fucking tongues in this book. <laughs> so many tongues. So many tongues. Uh, the next few chapters are following Jack Pike and the two escapees uh, on their way back to the watering hole. The Comanche round up a few dozen horses and they start on after them. Uh, Strong Elk and five others book ahead of the rest uh, and are closing in on Pike and the crew uh, who are moving 
slowly because Joe Stack's injured ass. He's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Uh, they seem to be making headway when a suddenly Walking Star's horse steps into a hole and breaks its leg while throwing oh, Mi- yeah. while throwing Ms. Star to the ground, giving her a serious head, inj- head injury. Pike holds her... This is so fucked, so fucked Pike holds her as her eyes open, and she says, Don't leave me. And then Pike... Oh, and then she passes out again. Uh, the two men shield her from the sun while keeping watch for the Comanche. Both men expect she will die from her wounds. They post up for the night, Pike holding Walking Star. The chapter ends with Joe Stack saying the words, Here they come. Oh. Yeah, so we have our, our fucking strong female kind of lead. Well, she's strong female lead that somehow still desperately needs a white man to take care of her. That's, that's the only impressive uh, part of writing of this entire book, where she's still fucking a hopeless puppy, but she also can do everything. Yeah, that's no. She's she she's fucking Black Widow, but also needs like, a man. She gotta have a man so, to fucking yeah, yeah. so she can survive. Yeah, mm. but now now she's severely injured because reasons. Well, horse mm-hmm. stepped in a hole. You know, yeah, happens all the time. Uh, well, get, I'm gonna get to those reasons when we when we get to the end. Yeah, but sure. Okay. Uh, quote from the book: There is no one else around. Strong Elk, he who takes many scalps, said. Uh, uh, we should ride up on them and kill them. All right, Strong Elk said. They would totally see that coming. (laughs) Yeah, totally. All right, Strong Elk said. All right. Yes, Strong Elk said. Take the men and ride up there and kill them. And you? I will watch from here for a trap. Formulate a plan. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, I will watch from here, you know, for a trap. Uh, There is no trap. We will see, Strong Elk said. Go kill them. It will be you who counts coup today. It would be kind of dope if it was like straight up like Kit Carson and suddenly like real Joe Meek and like all these other mountain men popped up on the ground like yelling like Wolverines. <laughs> but unfortunately, the broad, flat expanse of land is just what it appears to be to the Comanche that are. I mean, these guys. It's, I'm just picturing about a football field away from each other, kind That's, of. Yeah, like like a like hundred yards. Know, looking at like three hundred yards. I'm just making sure they don't pull a trap on you. Uh, we can see everything they're doing. No, there's there still might be a trap. There's some danger. I'll watch for the danger from here. Uh, so Strong Elk stays back as the remaining five charge Pike and the crew. On the first pass, Pike and Stack take out three of the Comanche with rifles. <clears throat> um, uh, before they before they can reload, the remaining two Braves draw bows. Before they can get their shot their bow shots off, the bowmen hear Comanche war tries from behind them, uh, and then they're shot off their horses by guns. Uh, it's Kit Carson and Skins McConnell to the rescue, yelling Comanche war cries for some reason. Yeah. Because they they also had, like, horses just show up, didn't they? Yep. Mm-hmm. Like like the, the Same shit. Uber horse. Yep. Like, fuck it. I called a horse, like, a day ago. I don't know where the fuck yeah. it is. It should be here. Well, the moon's at three quarters, so it uh, should be here in 15. Great driver. Clean horse. Good conversation. <laughs> Smell five stars. <laughs> yeah. Tip them fifteen beaver pellets. <clears throat> uh, so after Strong Elk sees this, uh, he fucking runs away. And Kit Carson goes to explain that while they were waiting for uh, waiting for uh, Jack Pike at the at the watering hole, two more of their old horses trotted up conveniently, one, one for each of you. So they rode them out. 
to find Pike and company again, like without a direction. They just rode away from the watering hole. They picked the direction and happened to show up and, you know, fucking. I mean, they could And that's once again the lazy writing. It's like, these are mountain men. You kind of make a big deal about, oh, I noticed that the grass is bent this way. He must have come this way. And they're like, they could be like cutting sign and tracking yeah. and being badass mountain no. men. But instead, they would just wander off into the abyss like hapless dipshits. Yep. Fucking, you know. This is like, this is a fucking episode of Mr. Magoo. Uh, So Pike explains what happened to Walking Star uh, and why they were just sitting there in the middle of fucking nowhere. Uh, Quote from the book. McConnell bent over her, then stood up and looked at Pike. She's dead, Pike. Pike looked down at her hand. Oh, sorry. Pike looked down at her and was glad that she... God damn it, I hate this fucking line. Pike looked down at her and was glad that she had never regained consciousness, and she hadn't lingered even longer. Uh, So, she's fucking dead. Uh, Jack Pike rides his pony full tilt to catch up with Strong Elk and to get revenge. Jack Pike looked down at her. And was so relieved because she was starting to get a bit clingy. Yeah, totally. It's exactly what it feels like. Oh, thank God. It's like the end of Waterworld when he finally yeah, finds dry. New, new book coming up. We got to have a new new squeeze coming in there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you got to have a new fucking sex toy every book. But also, yeah, you can't tie down Jack Pike by being the dopest woman he's, alive. He's probably glad that <laughs> like, he's probably glad she didn't survive because he's like, well, at least I don't have to kill her now, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. So I was going to have to explain her to Angelique with the bubble titties and the big ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, Jack Pike rides his pony full tilt to catch up with Strong Elk, get revenge. Uh, he rides for a while with a... Oh, yeah, this is where he has This is where he has the big inner monologue. Uh, he, rides, he rides for a while with a whole inner monologue about how a real man is supposed to act, calling Strong Elk a coward <clears throat> at least twice in every paragraph. <laughs> for a few pages. So they really want to drive cowardly, that. Coward licking coward. Yeah, you cowardly coward. Uh, I'll cut out your coward's heart, you cowardly coward dog coward. <laughs> then he sees Strong Elk from far away and rides up close enough to grab him by his ponytail and I, drag him off his fucking horse at full speed. Mm-hmm. I absolutely <laughs> pictured the Monty Python and the Holy Grail when the guy's running at the castle with the wedding going on. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope, not that. That's like, it's just like, and it like shows the guards are kind of like looking at it in the distance. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I picture Jack Pike is doing that. And he just shows up all of a sudden, like, ah, what the fuck? Boink, boink. Yep. And suddenly he has his ponytail in hand. So he fucking. He yanks also, his, he had a ponytail. I guess, yeah. So he yanks his, he yanks him off the horse by his hair at fucking full speed. Like, how fast would he be going, probably? Uh, at least 20. 20? He's 25. No thanks. I, well, I, don't know, I don't know what top speed on a half-dead horse is. And <laughs> on a half-dead horse. All I, all I know is I don't need anybody grabbing my hair that's while a, they're doing that That's a fucking album me. or song title, Top Speed on a Half-Dead Horse. That's good. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Uh, so they have sounds one- like the way I live my life, man. <laughs> half speed on a t- or top speed on a hot half dead horse. Safety third, top speed on half dead horse. Uh, so th- these two fuckers have words for a minute. Then Strong Elk pulls out a knife. So Pike pulls one too. Uh, so then there's a knife fight where it turns out that Strong Elk is a total fucking coward and a shitty fighter. Uh, so 
Pike basically ends up pulling out his pistol and gives a small speech. Um, the fight is not fun to read. It's kind of stupid. Like the opening fight go- for the whole book is more fun. You are a cowardly piece of shit. Comments concluded. <laughs> so he he tries to do the, the 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 fucking fair manly thing and like hand to hand life combat and then he's just like dude this guy's a fucking pussy like he you know strong elk's doing the shit where he's like throwing dust in his eyes and crap like that so he's just like yeah. all right motherfucker so he pulls out a gun and he's like you're not even worth me fighting like a man yeah. uh so Shrana, the Shrana pulls the shit where he's like got your nose <laughs> yeah yeah uh so quote from the book Pike moved closer to Strong Elk and pointed the pistol at him. I'm saving myself from wasting my time on you. You cannot, Strong Elk said. He looked down at the knife in his hand, and then he tossed it away. The law of your people says you cannot kill a man who is not armed. Law, the, law. The, law of my, the law of my people is for men, Pike said, not dogs. Pike, Pike buried his fist in the Comanche's midsection. Strong Elk folded up and fell onto his knees. His mouth, uh, his mouth was open, gasping for air. Pike stuck the barrel of the pistol into Comanche's mouth and pulled the trigger, <laughs> blowing out the back of his head. So that got a little dark. Yeah, really, really quickly. <laughs> like, suck on it. Well, I mean, 80, 80s movie rule would be like, you know, you call him a pussy and you like, I'll break his weapon in half and, you know. Yeah, then we fist fight to the death, which is what it was or, about to be. Or, or, or you like. Or you like shame him so much, you know what I'm saying? Totally. And then he's gonna pr- pretend like he, oh, I'm shamed, I'm walking away. And then he like pulls out a secret like groin knife. Yeah, and then you have to spin around with, knife. with a fucking then, pistol right. and ice him. Yeah, and and then you're not a fucking psychopath shoving a musket down somebody's fucking throat while they're on their knees. Oh shit, we found our serial killer. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're <laughs> it's all about like, it. He's all into it, man. Shock, shocking! It's the Mountain Man. That never happens. <laughs> Oh fuck! Uh, so Pike uh, Pike rides back to the watering hole. Um, on the way, he sees a, a char spot where he had left Walking Star. Uh, the boys had burned her body, and Pike stopped to say goodbye. I like how once again they found enough lumber. I mean, if anybody knows anything about burning or like cremation, or if you've ever heard had to like try to burn like a oh, dead dude. animal that you had to dispose of, but you need a pretty mighty fire. A uh, human reduce. body is like 70% water. I mean, albeit they'd been in the fucking, you know, the planes for so long, so her body's probably like 65% water, but still, well, I'm saying shit don't even burn. Bo- even getting bone to burn down to like a spot of ash, I mean, it makes it sound like somebody was lighting a bunch of snakes and black cats on that part of the planes. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all what that's I imagine, there. yeah. Just a, bur- just a char mark. <laughs> like, somebody shot a model rocket or something off there, but yeah. Uh, no, there'd be like... There'd be like a Aunt Owen or Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru style like smoking Ske- at skeleton. At least a skeleton, yeah. Still, like, that was probably cut oh. from the probably cut from the book where he like molested the skeleton. He's like, oh, just one last yeah. fucking poke. Come on, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just picturing him like there is that charred skeleton there, but he's like, well, it's good thing you know. I don't know if I could have handled having a barrier. It's a good thing they burned her up completely. And she's completely, still, like, totally yeah. There. It's like three quarters of a <laughs> body there still. They pretty much more desecrated her corpse than actually <laughs> like, like honored it. Anyway. dragging half of it away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we took as good of care of you as we could there, Walking Star. Yeah, you were a good chick. You well, know, the fire went out. She's three only beef jerky. Yeah. She's only half burned, so we're just gonna smash her up with our fucking rifle butts. 
Uh, so Pike makes it back to the watering hole and tells Joe Stack how he killed Strong Elk. Joe Stack, uh, quote, I would I would have liked it if he had suffered, but it was good that you killed him quick. So, yeah, basically Joe Stack was like, well, I would have made him suffer, but at least he's fucking dead. Yeah. I don't care. If it wasn't for my 17 broken ribs yeah. and my really raw ass from riding in a G-string <laughs> constantly... At least he made him suck his cock, which happened to be a, a pistol. So yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, it's an extension. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, suck my truck. Uh, so Joe Joe Stack. Uh, th- this is where we, you know, the, the end of the movie where it's like, where are they now, kind of thing. Uh, Joe Stack. Tuesday Tuesday's Gone starts playing in the background. <laughs> totally. Uh, Joe yeah. Joe Stack stays in the planes and heads back to try to reconnect with his command chief since Strongout was dead. So he's going back to try to get get in with Comanche again. And be like, hey, remember me? The guy you kicked the shit out of, like, dressed like a dog? Yeah. yeah, we yeah. <laughs> well, now that they aren't under the peer pressure from Strong Elk, you know, like, you know, whose dad owns the dealership or whatever, sure, maybe, sure. you know, they'll... Well, I thought it was going to be more like, you know, it's like Mean, mean Girls, like the Comanche or Mean Girls. <laughs> Well, we're just doing it because Debbie told us to fuck with you. you yeah, know? totally. Uh, Skins, Kit, and Jack head back to the town that they had uh, that they started at uh, before they went on the silly adventure. Uh, mm-hmm. As soon as they reach town, McConnell beds down with his French flame Gina while Kit Carson uh, goes to the bar tent. Uh, Jack Pike tracks down Angelique, of course, uh, the busty blonde that he banged in the beginning of the book. That's a lot of bees. Yep. Uh, and I'll end with this quote from the book. I printed all these out on paper, too. All right. So, wow, professional. This final quote from the book. Uh, he was buried in her to the hilt, and the heat he felt Ugh. inside... <laughs> the heat he felt inside her was like the heat of the plains. <laughs> oh, she, like dry and... Dry and windy. <laughs> <laughs> There's lightning in there somehow. I don't know what's the fuck. <laughs> yeah. uh, tumbleweed. Oh, oh, tumbleweeds. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, she had her hands pressed flat against his chest as he continued, uh, as she continued to ride him up and down. And when her time finally came, she threw herself prone onto him. Her large breasts flattened against his chest. He reached for her plump buttocks and held her lightly. Or, so, sorry, held her tightly uh, to him as he exploded inside of her. <laughs> Why did you come back? She asked. I wanted to forget the past few months. He said. I wanted to come back and start my life over again from here. Was it terrible? She said, touching his wounded shoulder. Yes. No memories worth keeping? He thought of Walking Star, of her loyalty, her tenderness, and her honesty. Well, he said, maybe just one. Yeah, ooh, maybe <laughs> just one. And and that is, that is it. Yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> that's a thing. That was a book. Don't don't buy it. Um, don't read it. You got everything you need from here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not worth. Now, it. I I'm not clear. I started kind of research, researching it, and then I saw got off on a tangent on other weird, crappy fuck books with more like spies or like I think there's more. There's also this guy does some cow like flat out cowboy ones. I know that. I'm assuming there's more Jack Pike out there. Though. Oh, there has to be, because this one has a number on it, I think. It's like Mountain Man yeah. Jack Pike number three or some shit. 
Yeah, because I'm assuming number the first three, one he's yeah. in the in the number twenty. Number three. Oh, number three. Okay, yeah. Put it this way: this book is shit, but it's kind of you want it to be shit, and you know it's going to be shit. And yeah, you know it's entertaining. Um, it's definitely you know, entertaining. It, it's it's racist. It's sexist. Yeah, you, it's oh, fucking. You knew just straight up bad knew, writing. Yeah, you knew it was going to be problematic on all kinds of fronts. You know, getting into it, but as long as you go in uh, with the mindset that you are going to see things that should be unseen and read things that should be unread. Yep, it, it's kind of fun. Yeah, and um, and if you if you get the original, uh, I almost said pressing the original printing. Uh, from like 1989, uh, the cover's way better. I mean, the cover's like a legit fucking trashy novel cover, but like yeah. mm-hmm. they reissued this fucker recently, which was the first time that you showed me oh, the, yeah. the cover. <laughs> and it's got like, it's it's straight up like fucking uh, Kurt, Jack. Kurt Russell. Kurt, yeah, Kurt Russell, like from fucking the, uh, uh, what's it called? Magne- not Magnificent Seven, the. Uh, oh, uh, uh, Hateful Eight. It's like yeah. Kurt Russell from the Hateful Eight, basically. And then some other like like Getty like stock images that they stuffed in there. Well, there's a garbage. bunch of bison in the snow. First of all, with mountains <laughs> yeah, in the background. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, yeah, and and the Kurt Russell Jack Pike is dressed like he's going fucking Arctic exploring. Yes. And this whole book, all they do is talk about how hot and dry and it fucked takes up place where in they fucking are is. Texas, man. Texas. Yeah. I also like yeah, Walking Star somehow man got just human traffic all over the motherfucking West. You know, and she basically somehow. just suffered the entire book and then died. Well, that's the thing. It, once she's, but she suffers, but she's a fucking stud. You can't yeah. tell me she couldn't fucking save herself because she's like the most competent person in the book. Exactly. But but she's like, I, I don't know, just like browbeaten into submissiveness. No, like Skins yeah. McConnell is a fucking like a uh, he's a he's a compulsive gambler. He should have died. Like, or all of the fucking you know what I mean? Like. Like the, uh, I don't know, the Delaware, uh, uh, according to the author's own description, they should have fucking lived, right? The best, yeah, yeah. Of, the best of both men or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. Then they should have fucking won, or they should have lived, and fucking Walking yeah. Star was a fucking badass and should have won too. Well, man, she went, she went out kind of like a punk. She just had a defective horse. Yeah. And, and again, like, that's, where, that's where the lazy writing comes in, where it's like, oh, <laughs> stepped in a hole, broke my head. Yeah, I just don't want to have some shit where I have to explain why Jack Pike has this chick. Plus, I'm done with her. She's boring. You know, let's... Yeah. Basically, it's, it's disposable sex object. Yeah, it's, exactly. that's problematic. Exactly. Wouldn't you love to, like, do this for a living, though? Like, just lazy writing? Or I always wanted to make movies for, like, sci-fi. Make them... Even before, like, uh, Sharknado. Well, like live your dream, laziest. man. <laughs> what? Live your dream. You got a phone that has a camera. It has a camera on it. (laughs) Eight-headed shark. We're coming next. (laughs) Well, I hope everybody enjoyed this little uh, uh, literary exploration this time. We'll be back to more. jerked off to it. Yeah. Well, better that than Sand Creek or any of the other shit we (laughs) talked about. That's true. If you're going to jerk off to one of our episodes, I hope it was this one. At least no real people were hurt in the making of this uh, episode. They're all at least fictional sex objects and Except for Kit Carson. people. Except for Kit Carson, who got his name somewhat sullied, but not terribly. He didn't do anything super fucked up in this book. He's just kind of well, along for the ride. Yeah. He, he had books like this written about him while he was still alive, and he yep. couldn't read himself. 
Yeah, and if right. you if you want to explore his ass, we got a Kit Carson episode. Yep, we sure do. Well, we'll be back hopefully uh, next week with a more normal episode that will make you lose your faith in humanity entirely <laughs> and want to cry. But until then, Possibly. happy Valentine's yeah. Day. Yep, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, listen to this with listen to this with your loved one. <laughs> if anything will make your significant other Randy. It'll be like, just read the first chapter with them of this. And oh, yeah. No, it'll be my drunken voice fucking explain, like, reading only the dirty parts of this book. Yeah, you're, you're either getting laid or you're getting dumped. There is no in-between. <laughs> Ooh, what if that's your fetish, though? You'll be getting a dump. Yeah. Steam mm, Cleveland Steamer. Fuck, 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 fuck you, Miles City. <laughs> and also Nelson Miles. <laughs> I'm going to freaking explode inside you. I'm going to spill it. I'm going to fill you up. Ugh. I'm going to fill you up. What? I'm going to fill you oh, up. Okay, just let me do this. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah.